This week's Thoughts from the Truck episode will be an upshift from last week. Think of it like pouring gas on a fire. We now want to expose the expertise you developed and ramp it into a full-fledged consulting program. You know, the type that gets its own QuickBooks line item. So stay tuned, OTRs, for a brand new episode that will give you the tools you need to grow your expertise into a movement. So the real challenge is, how do veterinarians like us who don't have the time, resources, or financial backing of a multi-million dollar company, who are faced with irregular work schedules, on-calls, and emergencies, how can we facilitate our own personal and professional growth so we can continue to offer superior service to our clients while still remaining competitive in today's market? That is the challenge, and this podcast will provide you the roadmap to its solution. I'm your host, Dr. Eric and welcome to Operators to Owners. Welcome back, OTRs. Before I begin, last week we talked about setting a foundation for the development of a consulting program. If you missed that, go back to the Thoughts from the Truck episode number 44 and listen to that first as it has critical information for doing this right. Think of the techniques in that episode as the alpha and beta versions of your consulting program. Now, when I started preparing for this podcast, I thought back to my first consulting projects with my clients, and I'm reminded of a failed launch. It was the spring of 2014. I was laid up for a good month post-reconstructive eardrum surgery. Unable to do anything that required lifting more than 10 pounds, I remember sitting at my computer for hours, creating a complex Excel spreadsheet. You know, it was this complicated document that calculated drug usage by dairy by total cows, basically seeking to give our clients insight into their drug expenditures. I spent hours, endless hours, searching for these equations that I could run functions in Excel I was just running all of this through Google, trying to learn how to run Excel at this high level. Not to mention all of the proofreading and back calculating I had to do, all with my equilibrium off, making for some truly stunning headaches. Squinting at a screen until the numbers ran together, much like the expletives from my mouth. Now, my computer survived that time, barely, but after all, all of that work, all of that effort in learning and creation, something new came about. And ironically, that's where I began to fail. I failed myself and my clients. I spent endless hours of my life creating something that could have helped them, but I didn't do the uncomfortable part of pouring gas on it and watching what happened. I stopped short of the success I could have had with this new program. Now, if you're like me, you built a consulting program from nothing with limited knowledge, a limited client base, and a limited amount of initial data. And you turn it into something that then could be worked, massaged, and the kinks eliminated from. And you did this by learning the things you didn't know and the options needed to resolve some of the more complex problems 
you needed to be able to solve in this consulting area. But now it's time for you to take the next step. As you go down this rabbit hole, that is the expansion or blowing up of your consulting program, you're going to begin to notice new pain points for your clients. Be sure to note them and later revisit them as potential, but try to keep a little bit of tunnel vision. Don't get shiny object syndrome on the OTRs. Those pain points are important and will need solutions eventually. But for now, what we want you to do is concentrate on your original consulting program and your original consulting plan. And that means we now need to take our program from thought and moderate action to the next level. And this is the point I like to ask my clients to begin thinking about exactly what they want from this program. Do we need to make a specific dollar value to justify the service to our owners? Do you need to meet a specific need for your clients or producers? Or are we just looking to compete with a local consultant or production entity for position as a key knowledge broker for this consulting topic? Whatever your end goals are, you need to begin to formulate a clear plan. For those of you who have listened to me for a while, you know what's coming next. And that's right, it's a SMART goal. For an in-depth breakdown of SMART goals, go to otovets.com forward slash blog. And the first article there will detail the exact science of forming SMART goals. In a nutshell for you new subscribers, a SMART goal forces you to place a specific plan in place, i.e. exactly what you want to happen, with measurable traits you can track. It is something that can be confirmed as achievable, even if it stretches you. It's something that can be confirmed as relevant to your long-term vision or your practice's long-term vision. And it's something that is finally bracketed by a timeline for the entire goal or when the goal will be accomplished. Without such a clear plan, you will lack clarity and it will become very difficult for you to move forward. You'll simply be taking action because you need to take action. Clear plans will set the foundation for really blowing up your new consulting service, and it will truly help you get an idea of the resources that might be required for its expansion, as well as a roadmap for its implementation. Enough theory though. Once you've set your consulting program SMART goals, it's time to get into the meat and potatoes of how you scale your consulting program. There are three key points to growing your expertise and your consulting program. First, learn to sell yourself. Second, market your service. And third, make the mental switch from doing to teaching. These three points concentrate on the positioning of you as the expert. This turns you into a type of social influencer. And much like we talked about in Cutting Edge episode number 17, your job as a social influencer will be to convey the normal or the new normal to your clients. This means that you're going to need to convey the why of the old style before your consulting program and help them to understand why that is now obsolete or in need of updating and why your plan system or plan program is better for them in the long term. Basically, 
you are now going to use these three techniques to create a habit shift in your clients. First, you'll need to learn how to sell yourself. This means you have to enter the realm of a salesperson. And this is a realm that many of us as veterinarians are uncomfortable in. We rarely like to talk about ourselves or our accomplishments if it's up to us. And if we do, it's usually only when we're sharing war stories with our classmates. The personal selling is also uncomfortable because we've never received any formal training on the concept. It still amazes me that I'm a full-fledged business owner and practicing veterinarian, and I've never had one single business class or even a single marketing class. So where do we begin if we assume little to no business or marketing knowledge? How can we break this cycle of discomfort and become comfortable selling ourselves? First, let's start with a basic pitch story. Longtime listeners know my favorite marketing pitch format is taught by Russell Brunson of ClickFunnels. Russell focuses in on a four-part selling method. And this structure begins with a story. You're setting the environment for the client to visualize themselves being helped by you through an anecdote or a previous experience. This story will naturally lead into how you discovered the solution to that problem, how you discovered what works. The next step is how the client can make it work for themselves or the actual implementation and what they'll see from it. And this rolls again naturally into the last step or where the service sells itself through testimonials or further anecdotal stories from yourself. Using this framework is a great way to sell yourself and it doesn't require any additional experience beyond what we learned in that alpha phase of the consulting program. Simply pick a story, usually one of your more dramatic ones, especially something that you've encountered and talk your way through it. Discuss the problems, what you discovered, how and why it worked, and what your client's exact thoughts were. Do this with energy, confidence, and passion. Sell the story like they're there. Convey the client's feelings at the end. Link your pitch to those feelings and you will increase your ability to sell yourself as an expert on that topic. This pitch shouldn't be an off-the-cuff kind of thing, though I've done them like this before. Instead, try to focus on thinking about this while you drive, whether it's after a previous consulting experience or it's just practicing your head on how to use this selling method. Build up your mental portfolio of successes and stories so you can pull from them depending upon the type of client or problem you're presented with in this consulting area. This way you can create a couple different versions of this self-selling script depending on what situation depending on what the situation calls for. This adaptability can also go a long way when telling a story. Sometimes at the end you may choose to share two or three stories of success you've had in this consulting program that are completely independent of your first story. Use those stories to show how adaptable you can be and how your expertise has evolved to its current state. Don't be afraid to be honest about what you or your service can and cannot do. And these anecdotal stories will help convey that. 
communicating the shortfallings or the potential shortfallings of your service through a story will inform the listener or the client why you can't do specific things without outright having to say, I can't do that. For example, I do ventilation consulting, a fair amount of it, but I'll often share stories of how I've created tubes or cooling fans where the farm refused to vaccinate in a proper manner or had poor colostrum or poor hygiene. This way, I begin to get the client to understand that the tubes won't be a cure-all for their problems, and that we need to also investigate and address other farm issues. As you build these pitches, you will notice that more and more people will become interested. They will feed off your enthusiasm and your perceived expertise, and will actively see opportunities that they have not seen before. Always be open and willing to discuss these opportunities with the client, even if it doesn't lead to a sale. Fostering this connection will be key to long-term consulting program success. Remember, in sales, no doesn't mean no. It simply means no thank you at this time. Never pass an opportunity up where you can sell yourself or your service. Because if you or it can truly help another person, you're doing the world a disservice by not at least trying to sell them on it. For those of you who are looking for more in-depth guidance on developing these techniques for yourself or your practice, I offer one-on-one professional development coaching where we focus on topics such as these and how you can leverage them to improve yourself and your practice. Simply reach out to me at dr period eric at otovets.com that's dr period eric at otovets.com or check out our online booking at otovets.com forward slash services in addition we will be holding another mastermind in conjunction with abp this year which will touch on many of these similar concepts so be sure to leave the couple days before abp open for that if you're interested Be sure to stop back next week, OTRs, when we discuss points two and three for growing your consulting program, how to market your services, and the mental switch from doing to teaching. Until next time, OTRs, carry on. If you liked this content and want more, Join our OTO community at otovets.com forward slash Facebook. Also, check out our blog at otovets.com forward slash blog. And don't miss our cutting edge episodes where we cover the latest in peer-reviewed scientific research related to large animal veterinary medicine. You can find the written context at otovets.com forward slash cutting edge, or you can listen to it at our podcast at otovets.com forward slash podcast. Please join our community for an active discussion about today's podcast, past podcasts, and other decisive topics within veterinary medicine. Thanks again for joining us today, OTOers, and carry on.